But first she must know the science behind the show, she says. How do lesbians have sex? She asked me, how do lesbians have sex? She understood how two guys do, but how do lesbians have sex? Hey everyone, welcome back to Sapphic Swingers, episode 49, I think. I don't know, I've been in quarantine for so many years, I'm not sure what today is, but uh, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rachel. And we're super excited to be sitting down with two awesome, awesome friends that we met on the cruise. Um, they are just fabulous swingers, I think, right? Did you, uh, make, did you make out with her? Yeah, oh yeah, they're, <laughs> they're swingers, that's right. Uh, so uh, I know y'all are bored of hearing my voice already, so I'm going to hand it over to them. If y'all like to introduce yourselves, tell us uh, as much or as little as you'd like to. Start with your favorite sexual position, and then maybe where you live, whatever you want. I don't care. Hello, everybody. I'm uh, Swinger Jimmy, and next to me is my lovely wife. Hello. <laughs> I'm Betty. I don't know what to say. I like sex. <laughs> how long how long have you all been together? A- ages if if you want to share that. What era is this? Well, I I think it was the Mesozoic age when we first met. Dinosaurs were around, I think. Yeah, they still are actually. Yeah, you can spot them walking around at Walmart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness for editing, right? So, in any oh case, uh, yeah, we've been, we've been together since the uh, 97, the winter of 97. It was a terrible, cruel winter, and we had to huddle together for warmth. And uh, thankfully, it uh, it worked out pretty well. I, I remember how cold your feet were. <laughs> you know, I actually did that one time. My feet used to get really, really cold, and I went to go see him in his apartment. In college. In college when we first started dating and it was like early early morning and I got up before him and it was a cold cold morning and I went downstairs giggling to myself and stood barefoot on the ice and came back upstairs and put my cold feet on him in the warm bed. <laughs> it's pretty girl. I, I don't remember. That was pretty funny. It was horrible. It, was really it made me laugh. So that shows the level of trust we have with each other. How did you all meet? All right. Well, Betty and I met when we were in college. We, uh, I think it was in our early 20s, and we just had really good chemistry. We liked going out and dancing to industrial music. And he had a mullet. I did have a mullet. <laughs> we might need to see that picture. <laughs> oh, we definitely need to see that picture. Uh, and I was about 70 pounds lighter. I mean, I, I put on a lot of you know muscle mass and stuff from working out. And so, hooray, I'm in decent shape. But then I was just twig so i weighed about 130 pounds with his mullet with my mullet it didn't look good I mean, he would you know comb it in the morning he would blow dry it and comb it and i would sit there and watch him and he was like quaffing his <laughs> i can see why you fell in love yeah right it's definitely not the personality <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah mullet and all we've uh, we've been together ever since and uh you know had a lot of fun a lot of adventures and uh a um, lot of sexy time. Uh, both she and I are pretty sex uh, obsessed, uh, just because it's our favorite hobby. <laughs> <laughs> so, where do y'all find yourself on the on the Kinsey scale? Oh Jesus, it's been so long since I looked at that. Could you uh, refamiliarize yourself on the Kinsey scale? So, like a scale of one to two twenty two, or and then uh, one to six. One being um, Mike Pence, well, allegedly, and, uh, <laughs> and six being me, totally gay. <laughs> You know, the, the ones who look totally are totally not. This kind of <laughs> um, you want to go first? I don't know. I'm just, you know, just, you know, you find it bisexual, bicomfortable, bi- well, fierce, I, you know. 
Bisexual, yeah. Do you really like this? Yep. So, yeah, it's like, all right. Have a hell of a time finding them around here. That's the thing. It's like, you know, where are the girls who are like not pillow princesses around here? Mm. <laughs> it's crickets. Like, Come on! <laughs> are we going to Europe for this thing? What the hell? Um, so, yeah, uh, Kinsey scale, I don't know, I'm not going to speak for you. For me, uh, let's see, one being completely straight, six being uh, over the rainbow. Uh, let's see here. Uh, falling somewhere in, in the threes, you know, it, it kind of kind of like the phase of the moon, it varies. Um, mm -hmm. I don't typically go out of my way to find dudes particularly attracted, but there are certain classes of dudes I can find pretty damn yummy. It's just that it's not a very high percentage. And so, mm -hmm. you know, there's people where, you know, they, they consider themselves bisexual and they're just happy to have sexual experiences with a member of the opposite sex. And don't I won't say they don't necessarily seem to care who it is, but they're just happy that it's happening, whereas... Um, in my case, if it's um, a possibility, uh, I want it to be someone who makes my mouth water and anything less, I'm not interested. Mm. Is it something that you actively seek out or or it's just kind of if it happens, it happens? Um, boy, it's a difficult. The options don't really seem to be overflowing. So, so maybe it's kind of one of those things where you can kind of lean closer to a, a three or a four or higher kind of in your fantasy life where you're thinking, okay, you know, under the optimal circumstances, this, you know, would be awesome where, you know, like in my case, the dude had with certain certain characteristics and certain behaviors, you know, someone who loves to kiss and someone who really loves to fuck and someone who just really enjoys just body on body contact and doesn't make a big deal about, well, this is my sexuality. No, I'm just enjoying a body. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in fantasy world, that can be, you know, you can really tend towards, okay, you know what, I would actively seek that out. In reality, it doesn't seem to be terribly available. Because um, <laughs> it doesn't help that I'm picky, you know, I, I take kind of... <laughs> and I work out and so I, you know, I'm not I'm not interested in people who don't share that philosophy um, and, and that's just really what it is and so um, I don't know I haven't seen many options or avenues to really actively seek it out and frankly I guess I'm not even sure where to look and so my uh, my you know I, uh, my drive to go seek that would be greater if I knew I had a greater chance of finding what I was looking for but uh, it's just one of those things where it mainly lives in the fantasy world where, oh, under this circumstance where, you know, the gorgeous the gorgeous piece of meat rises out of the Caribbean with water falling off and he's like, you and I are going to have some fun. Well, okay, well, that's a whole other matter. <laughs> that's awesome. I had to take a last break there. That was awesome. <laughs> so, well, how did you all get into uh, lifestyle? Or I know you all do some BDSM. Uh, you came down for the Fetish Factory party. Uh, we, got, we were lucky enough to see you have dinner and hang out. Um, do you all fit, find yourself more LS, lifestyle, swinger, or BDSM? And, and also kind of to tell us a little bit about your origin story getting into this community. Well, I think we started, you know, everybody has fantasies when they're in the bedroom, you know, and we started talking about things and uh, we're like, well, what if this happened? Well, that would be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. What if that happened? Oh, my God, I just had the biggest orgasm from that, you know, scenario. So then it's like, well, what happens what would happen if we actually sought it out, you know? And for me, I was like, I just want to find people that we can do this with and then put them in a box. And then... <laughs> not literally. Not, and, you know, just forget about it. Not have any emotional, you know, nothing. Because um, there's no way I have the capacity to be poly. And I don't want to invest that much time. And it always seemed like a lot of work to get to know somebody and to bring them into your bedroom and whatever. So uh, we talked about it for a long time and then we finally got to the point where it was like, all right, you know, let's, let's have some fun. I think I initiated the first couple. Yeah, you did. Um, we, uh, 
some personal stuff will sl let slide out here. So we used to uh, participate in roller derby. Won't necessarily yep. say where, but it, uh, well, roller girls. Uh, a lot of them definitely <laughs> like roller girls, and so there was uh, an event where we we're all staying at a hotel, and um, it's oops. Yeah, well, it wasn't a, well. <laughs> you packed a strap for that. You packed your strap on. You I went did. there looking for some action. <laughs> you knew what's up. <laughs> and so uh, it was. It was two people who just we we got along. There was great rapport. We just liked them very very much. And then uh, it it just happened. Um, well, you initiated it, and you know I was just like, oh, what's was going that? on? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was over ten years ago. Yeah, it was like over fifteen. About fifteen years ago. And so, and so I didn't I didn't quite know what was going on. And then you know I was told you need to go to this room right now. So I went to the room. And <laughs> I remember some other guy walked in. <laughs> And you're leaving right now. Yeah. He's like, uh, shut the door. <laughs> He's really like breaking down the door. I would be. <laughs> it, was, it was three girls and little old, poor little old me. And, uh, and did, you, did, did you participate in that, Jimmy? Or are you just watching? Yeah. Well, I, I participated. Um, yeah, I, I handled all three. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you work out after my strap on. Yeah, that's true. They were they were pretty docile after he was done. We love roller derby. Actually, the roller derby team down here, which was a bunch of lesbians, um, they they gave us a shirt and a honorary derby name. Aww. Which, which of course they tend to be kind of perverted. So mine was uh, Rach around and Tiff. <laughs> Uh, Tiffany. <laughs> I love it. That's great. They just call me Tiff Tiffinator in the army, so they're like, right, Tiffinator. Tiff <laughs> I might have a new fantasy though. This this uh, roller derby thing has kind of got me going Ooh. here. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. Speaking of which, just the other night, you know, we're all in quarantine now, lockdown, whatever. Can't do anything, and it was <laughs> one night kind of late, and we hadn't had any relations in a while. And we're going to go downstairs and play, right? So he went to the bathroom to go clean up and whatever, take a shower. And by the time he came back down here, I had my helmet and my roller skates on and nothing else. <laughs> oh, my God. That is amazing. <laughs> That's hot. Now, I have a question. So after the, you know, the little little orgy you had, the next day, did anyone, was, was anyone able to skate? Or did everyone, were their legs just too weak from all the sex? So we were fine. We were on our way home. Did you continue any relations with the, with the girls after that? We were friends, yeah. Uh, we, we bumped into them, uh, not as a group, but um, each of them at, at least one other time. Uh, not for play. Yeah, we did, because we, uh, we, uh, we nailed the one out in Vegas. And then, oh, and then the other. Wait, um, yeah, there was that, yeah. And then there's another where we were just out having a good time with, you know, with, with the other, and then you and she were really getting along, and then suddenly you were trying to eat each other's face. And I figured it was a good time to take it back home. And so, uh, so yeah, it, it wasn't an ongoing thing. Um, you know, I mean, that's kind of the gold standard of the lifestyle, isn't it? Is you find someone where, you know, you're not in love with them, but you do, you know, really, you know, love some things about them. And then mm -hmm. you kind of have them where it's like, you know what? I want to fuck. And it's not a weird thing. It's not an awkward thing. It's not, you know, tiptoeing around the, the, you know, are they in the mood? Do they like me? Do they not like me? Has anything changed? Uh, you know, stuff like that. You know, it, it just it never it never evolved into that. Uh, nor has um, I guess I guess we can't really say we had anything like that. Though we did have the the one fellow who uh, in in Milwaukee who you got you got along with for some years, uh, who has 
started off, he was our second experience where it was, um, you know, the two of us giving her much pleasure. And, <laughs> and, and he was this, you know, she, he, he checked all the boxes for her because he was this, you know, gorgeous, muscular, young, dark-haired Italian boy. Um, he, you know, he was, he was a dumbass. He was a sweetheart. He was a he gentleman. Was he was 18. You were, mm. 20, you were 28. Oops. <laughs> he was legal. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. But he has gone on to become uh, one of our very best friends. Yeah. He and I are like brothers. And yeah. it's not mm-hmm. lifestyle related between us, though we are. Not uh, anymore. We're all sex positive, so we can share experiences, share ideas, or have problems. You know, there's been there's been times where he's been down the dumps where we've been like, all right, you know what? You need to get away and just come and hang out. Mm-hmm. Buy him a ticket, fly him up here, and then, you know, hang out for the weekend and just run around and be goofy and hit micro brews and, you know, have a fun time. There was one night, uh, one day he came up and he was just really kind of down in the dumps that night. I just held him and stroked his head, you know, just like a mom would to a little boy. And he just fell asleep. Like just having that level of comfort with people, I think is important. That's so heartwarming. And that's, you know, people think it's swinging is just swinging is just about fucking, you know, whatever, but it's so much more. It can go so much deeper. And that's not going to the poly you know, realm. It's still friendships. And like you were saying, he's your brother. That's how we call the guys, you know, the, the husbands or the boyfriends of women we play. They're, they're, they're our brothers. Cause like, that's how we feel with them. Even though we don't do anything sexually, it's just it's that level. And we yeah. love that. And we love them as friends. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. Thank you. Yeah. But to continue the story of our lifestyle evolution, it was really, you know, kind of up and down, start and stop, where we would go um, years without um, any experiences. Not, and not necessarily not wanting to have experiences um, uh, or, you know, expressing frustration. But, um, you know, it's just we found the pickings up here were not uh, not really, it, it, it wasn't particularly awesome. I mean, there, there were a lot of people who were in it for the wrong reasons uh, or weren't in it you know, it, for reasons that we were interested in, and it's not necessarily to do with anything, you know, buy stuff or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the whole follow up, you know, we all did it, right? Following up on ads from Craigslist, and uh, uh. yeah, and so you know, we would go long periods, and then uh, I think we pretty well ducked out of the lifestyle for a period of four or five years. It was a long time, and then um, she, um, Betty here suggested that we go on yeah. a bus cruise. He was getting kind of angry at the situation around here you know we don't have (laughs) to go to or anything or angry is the wrong word frustrated and so i just said you know what let's just go on one of these cruises let's just do it and so he thought about it and i had to nudge him he really wanted to but he was scared so i'm just like just just go book it And the way we found out about the cruise, um, it was kind of a two-part thing because we were on. We we cruised a lot. You know, we were diamond levels before we ever went on uh, a bliss cruise, and so there we were. You know, on a um, on a cruise, and you know, you get to know the people who make up your rooms, and they're they're awesome people, and you tip the hell out of them, and they're good. Um, and so when we were walking down the hall, we looked down on his cart, and we saw there was a brochure from a swinger cruise on it. <laughs> And so the, the cruise must have just happened, and we were on the ship after the cruise. And so I looked down and go, hey, what's that? Because, I mean, I know the telltale signs of freaky people uh, because I'm one of them. <laughs> and he, he, he pulls that out, and he kind of looks conspiratorially to the left. And the right, he goes, step into your room, quick. <laughs> so we did. You know, he, he was just this big African guy, right? But just this look on his face, and it wasn't shock or anything. It was, it was wonder. He goes, I was you know, on the cruise, you know, it's at least either a week ago or two weeks ago, and it was 
nothing but swingers and the fucked up shit I saw. It was amazing. And so he started going into stories where it's like, yeah, there was this. He he was in charge of this one couple, and they were from um, Argentina. They were absolutely gorgeous. And they would go their separate ways in the morning. They would meet up for lunch, and they'd go their separate ways, and they'd meet up for dinner and go their separate ways. And it, it, and it, it's like he kind of dismissed the idea that you know, or he was dismissive of the husband. He's like, yeah, he would go and he would you know get as many girls as he can. He goes, the wife was this fitness model where she would fuck ten men in a day at least. <laughs> <laughs> and he just when he goes, I'm I'm from Africa, man. I mean, I. We don't do this there. I, 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 I didn't know how to handle it. And he thought, oh, he goes, but it looked really cool. And so, you know, so that was when we kind of really got a, a bird's eye view from someone who was there about kind of what happens on the ships. And mm-hmm. so um, that stuck with us. And then it popped up in, uh, it probably popped up my email because I jumped on their website and they track everything you do. And so it popped uh, <laughs> into my email and we brought it up, brought it up, brought it up. She brought it up, and, and and frankly, I I was shocked she did because I was I was having some real you know kind of conflicting issues with with the lifestyle, uh, including really buying into the fact that well is she really into this, and then she pushed to have it done or to, for us to go, and finally we committed to it, and uh, well, and we did, and we showed up day of cruise, no, not knowing anyone on the ship, scared ships. Which year was that? That you did the cruise, the first cruise. It was the one where we first met you. That was yep. our first cruise. And uh, that was a November. It's either 17 or 16. But I got to say real quick, that's probably my, my favorite story of hearing about how someone found us on your cruise. And that might be a really great ad for all the, all the travel agents. Absolutely. Because <laughs> that was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't even asked our, uh, you know, how you play. Is it, um, is it full swap, soft swap? All the way. I all mean, this. Yeah. And uh, we've talked about several different scenarios, you know, as as we've gotten into the lifestyle, like, okay, so what if that person proposes an adventure with you, but doesn't want the other person, you know, how are we going to handle that? And so we're to the point now where we're like, ah, I trust you, just go, (laughs) whatever, you know, but we prefer to stay together. Same room. Okay. And on, well, not even in the same room, it doesn't have to be, you know, the same time, same relative space. I don't know. Same cruise ship. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the last cruise, I was um, sought after by a couple on my own. They didn't want him. She was like, I don't want another guy in the room. I just want you. And I was like, honey, I can't do that. And it was like, she was so shy and she had never done anything like that before. And I was like, at this point, I'm not going to do that. You know, that's, I didn't feel like that was fair to him. So did, did you, did you guys discuss that and like renegotiate rules at all at that point? Or, or were you for that particular incident? Yeah. Uh, we had already talked about it previously, so it wasn't really about that. I think it was just the whole idea because, like, the husband came to me and he was like, my girl really wants to get with you, you know, but she doesn't want him. I have to be the only guy. And even he was kind of rolling his eyes at that. <laughs> so they must have been really, really new, you know. And I was just like, you know, it was towards the end of the cruise, too. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to pass. Too bad. 
Oh my God, Sawyer Jimmy's so adorable. If we were into guys, I'd be all over him. Oh, absolutely. He's so adorable, seriously. <laughs> you know it. You're looking at him right now. <laughs> I think I think we gave you that nickname, didn't we? Swinger yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. On the first on the and first cruise. <laughs> so that that's kind of our go-to. We make up nicknames for people, and he he is adorable and kind of looks a little bit like Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> so that's that's but where Swinger Jim. Yeah, like way cuter. <laughs> that's where Swinger Jimmy came. <laughs> I guess, uh, Jimmy Fallon or Nathan Bateman, I guess, uh, people tend to... Oh, I can see that. But, but to curl back to the point is that the uh, the different types of play, it's, it's so heavily dependent on, you know, the people. So, you know, let's say you're in, in, the, in the trust circle. So let's say, you know, we're on a cruise, in the cruise ship and the sapphic swingers want to drag Betty away, all right? Uh, we would be completely fine with that. I would go and, I don't know, probably read a book. Or... Go read a book. <laughs> It's not a cruise, but the point is, is that if someone's in the trust circle, it's a whole different matter. You know, it's it's a different thing as if someone shows up and's like, yeah, you know, I just want to grab your wife and go in the other room. Uh, this isn't to say if it's not like you know six foot four muscular Italian Enrico wanting that uh, experience that that won't happen. You know, so many things are completely dependent on the energy of the circumstance and the the nature of the relationship you have with the people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've seen couples where you know they well. There's all strata of people where different levels and, you know, you look at it going, well, that's functional versus I don't think it's as functional. It's not really not my job to judge that. I just know it's not, it's either for me or it's not for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're, we're at a place right now where, you know, solo play with someone or several someones or a number of someones. Well, it is definitely something that we're fine with, again, as long as the number of boxes are checked. And sure. we don't police each other, but we both understand and trust each other well enough to kind of know. Yeah, we, we, we are pretty much in the same boat. There's very there's maybe two women that we have hall passes with. Yeah. Um, but for the same room, like, you know, we're, we're all good. It's, we're fine with that. There was actually a girl on the last cruise. It was, I think she was, she was really into you. And, like, we met her, like, two nights before it ended. And you met her in the hallway. You were making out with her. And, and she wanted to, to take you back to the room. But Rachel's like, we don't know you, you know. Look, we're two women. We try to be safe. And if you don't know someone, plus, like, oh, then he shows up in the room, like, not saying, you know, that, that he would have done anything, but I just, I'm always there to look out for her and vice versa. And as being two women, we're always like, especially at the club, you know, it takes a little bit away from me and my enjoyment because I'm always like on the lookout because guy, you know, there's me wandering hands all the time. And I like, so that, you know, you just got to make sure we're, uh, we're staying safe, but I don't think he, you know, he would have tried anything, but we just always, you know, got to keep that heightened level. And plus we didn't know her. So no, no hall pass for you. <laughs> so that was um, last cruise. That was uh, 2019. Yep. Yeah. But good group. Like now we're, we're chatting with them a lot on, on our Facebook, our Swinger Facebook uh, profile and we get to know them. So that's cool. You know, things can evolve, but right now it's, it's, it's very, it's a very small container of people that we, we have hall passes with. <laughs> Exactly, too. <laughs> <laughs> there was another girl at Roller Derby. She was, like, one of my big Roller Derby crushes. And she happened to be single. She's Latina, you know, just gorgeous, athletic, whatever, just everything. And we would be at practice, and we'd be skating around and all sweaty. And she'd come up, and she'd smell me, and she'd be like, Betty, you smell so good. And I'm like, are you hitting on me? <laughs> And she said, no, 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 not at all. And she thought that she was offending me. And uh, so we started talking a little bit more. And I'm like, well, let's go. You know, you want to do it? (laughs) Pretty much. And she goes, she said she had met a guy during, you know, it was a couple of weeks and um, that we were going back and forth like this. And she had re-met a guy who was in the Army. And he was coming home and they had started dating. 
And so she said, I have to go talk to him. <laughs> and he essentially said, no, it's not okay. And we should get married. <laughs> wow. wow. So the whole past question brought the, put, put cloture on their relationship and, and got, them up, or got them married. In any case, uh, yeah, it, it, it was just a fun thing to see the uh, question of, hey, can I, can I go play with Betty? And he's like, well, no, I want to keep it to myself. We should get married. And then suddenly, boom, they were married. And they're, they're amazing. They're very happy. We interrupt your irregularly scheduled episode of Sapphic Swingers to let you know we have a new sponsor. Somehow we suckered the folks over at Alt Playground to join forces with the Sapphic Swingers. APG is a lifestyle site helping you find out what adventures await you in your sexy journey. It's a community for non-monogamous, sexually open people to connect, share, and create new adventures. They've actually been around for 20 years, but were originally just a regional site, and now they are being rolled out nationally. And when we were first approached, we were really impressed by the amount of inclusivity with the site. Uh, they have nine different gender identity options, seven different relationship types, and 13 sexual orientation options that you can choose from. And that was super important to us because we've been on other sites where we either had to sign up as a single bi woman or as a couple that, that automatically defaulted to male-female because they didn't have a female-female couple option. Yeah, and that was not cool. You know, you have to identify with who you are Absolutely. and how you play. So be sure to head over to altplayground.net. We'll see you on the playground. So it sounds like most of the experiences you've shared so far are uh, are related to swinging, the swinging lifestyle as we know it. When did you guys kind of morph into... Uh, more of a BDSM or kink? Or was that always there, part of your LS? Always there. Even in the beginning, when we were first together, we were into some butt play with him because mm-hmm. he really enjoyed that. And so that just kind of morphed into other things. You know, <laughs> butt sex is the gateway drug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, then we started going to the sex shops and looking at things and you know i'm like "Ooh, look at this whip Ooh, this looks fun so we started getting into more of the bdsm things and you know the more you explore the more you find out about yourself too that's great i'm glad it's so cool that jimmy is like open to trying that stuff like to be to be to have that communication to say i might want to try this and then when you do i enjoy this like that's pretty awesome it's, it's grown over the years. Uh, I, I started off not necessarily having the uh, healthiest attitude about BDSM because of the way it is overwhelmingly portrayed in media. Uh, example, you know, usually if you see a dominatrix working on somebody, it doesn't seem terribly consensual where he is, um, you know, he is shackled, he is beaten up, there is no warm-up, uh, there doesn't seem to be any purpose behind it other than to hurt, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, I still remember even seeing articles in the magazines not, not even dirty magazines, just magazines, like in the 90s, was talking about how um, Wall Street executives were paying dominatrixes you know, to beat them up because they feel deep in their hearts they don't deserve the success they're having. Um, we, I, I had a sea change in my attitude because of that very same cruise that we first met you, we ran across a, uh, a magnificent woman who um, taught uh, a number of different uh, things about BDSM, and we went to a retreat with her. Uh, and her husband, and we learned a great deal. And, uh, it helped really change my philosophy about what BDSM means. I had done a lot of 
study myself in the past, and I actually sought out training. So I understood like a lot of psychology and everything that went behind it and how to push boundaries and, you know, all those good things. And I always want to take it like just just that much more to see what happens, you know, before I pull back mm-hmm. scenarios. And for him, I think the eye-opening experience was going to that retreat yeah. because then you finally got it through your head. But it had taken, like, I I was telling him things for years previous to this, and I thought that he understood, but apparently not. And he did a lot of XR University videos, too, which are amazing. So... Yeah, extremely. That was really good for you. Are we allowed to pimp anything else on your uh, on your podcast? Because there's a great. Nice. Let, right. let it roll. Let it roll, pimp, my friends. Pimp away. Let it roll. All right. So for for the world at large who wants to learn more about healthy kink and BDSM, um, here's the spoiler. By the way, BDSM is partially about partially about trust, partially about um, experiencing things. In some cases, you feel ashamed or fearful of doing, but you still lust to experience. Uh, but overarchingly, it's also about sensation. There's a whole different universe of sensation that your body experiences when you've been properly warmed up, and then you start you know, receiving percussion and so on and so forth. The body changes it all together, and there are releases of endorphins, and it registers as something other than, like if you were just standing in a room and someone smacked you on the ass. Totally different universe. And the way it takes you through the sexual response cycle mm-hmm. and just the frenzy of sexual energy that is released as you are properly taken through a um, you know a, a sensory and psychological experience is very very powerful which is you know, why it's a good idea to get some good training so um aiden star and uh, oh i forget the name of the master kick me ass kick my ass i ever meet him but it's a <laughs> podcast called uh, xr university it's through extremerestraints.com they do uh, a podcast which is much more they have everything in it versus the youtube channel which edits out all the naughty stuff uh, but XR University, they've got a bazillion episodes. Every aspect of kink you can possibly yeah, imagine is explained, but also the healthy manner of explaining mm-hmm. it. And they're all about safe, sane, and consensual, consent being absolutely sexy, and communication. And Communication, you know, communication, communication. So, uh, at any rate, so yeah, I followed up on, on uh, from our visit to, um, you know, the retreat we took to learn, and I dove into the, uh, the podcasts and learned a hell of a lot about uh, things. And I'm the type of person where if I find out there's something I don't know that I'm interested in, I won't stop until I've literally read every word ever written about it. <laughs> so, uh, I have followed up on that and uh, gotten fairly fairly decent for you know a person who is uh, you know a non-practicing dom. Um, you know, in, in, in the sense where you're getting clients on a regular basis. I mean, we set up a uh, really fabulous little dungeon in our basement, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. We've had a, a person or two in there, and you know they tend to, to walk out pretty damn happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've seen the pictures. It looks amazing. Yes, it looked incredible <laughs> as you were setting it up. Once COVID is over, we're coming to visit. Yes, <laughs> we invite ourselves everywhere, so don't feel, don't feel special. It's <laughs> you're always you're always invited. You're always invited. <laughs> We'd love to see y'all. <laughs> well, thank you. That that was a really good outlook on how. The way to, there's so much, I think, so many levels to BDSM. And so, I think, like um, Betty said, uh, the psychology of it and like why someone wants to be on one end or the other of it. There's so and like you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the, the preparing and the, the escalation. And I think, because we've done a couple of seminars, I think there's like the aftercare, right? Like there's like, yes. so yes. to connect again, like, you know, the, uh, from what I've, I remember, um, 
but it's fascinating. Yeah, we, we definitely need to interview some um, some dominatrix or some more BDSM. So I think it's a it's a great thing. I think sometimes though it we do some fetish factory parties and we do a little bit of the the BDSM. We don't feel like it's our community just because we you know we're just so light on it and we feel like we're a little fake going into parties like that. Um, we know we're accepted and you know no one's ever going to be judgy, but we you know we just we just don't want to be like we're you know, like posers going to the party, you know, because we're more on the swinger side, but we do enjoy some some light stuff, you know, flogging and whatever. But, but that was a good uh, introspective look at it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We're definitely more on the swinger side, but we'd like to have kind of the, the swinger side with the more of the, you know, the, of the freakier aspects. Not not constantly. It, it's just that it's, it's, it's fun to play with. You know, we uh, did a couple of uh, mini sessions for people on the, on the cruise ship who we proceeded to have sex with on the uh, Bliss Cruise. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, she she couldn't walk afterward, but uh, <laughs> you did it right. So, do you find like the the blend of like uh, the BDSM and the swinger? But I'm mostly it's segregated. Like you either are the BDSM or you into the swinger, or is there a blend? I think that is probably a fair assessment. Although um, I do enjoy aspects of the Bliss Cruises where they have the dungeon there, so you can see who's down there. But honestly. The biggest night for the BDSM community on the Bliss Cruises is the fetish nights, you know, because then everybody is like all dressed up and they want to see what's going on in the dungeon and they want to play around with this and that and the other thing. And there's some people where I've even gone up to them and went, no, 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 put that down. You don't know what you're doing. Oh, (laughs) that's good. You're educating. That's good. Educate. You know, absolutely. Because there's definitely a way to do it and way to not, and there's a difference between going up and like whacking somebody out of the blue as opposed to warming them up. Um, some people, most people, don't understand that. I actually set up a little station at a house party we went to in um, in our home state a couple years ago. A couple years ago, and I had contacted them ahead of time and said, you know what? I want to do this for you. And it was just like a little mini BDSM sessions, you know, for people. And mostly what I was doing is sensation and, and um, floggings and impact. Very light impact, yeah. And I was busy all night long. People were lined up in this wow. little corner. And it was funny. They had like little curtains separating play areas. And there was a play area right next to me. And every once in a while, I would get a foot that was banging against me as I'm trying to work on someone. It was really funny. <laughs> but people enjoyed it so much. Oh, the people you worked on, they they fucked like nasty pigs. <laughs> there was one couple. They, were like, they You deer in the headlights. And they went into their own private room and had a good time by themselves. And we ran into them not that long ago, mm-hmm. before covid Oh, they were so sweet. And, and they came looking. up, they said, do you remember us? And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I was ready to shut the mm-hmm. curtain and be like, mm-hmm, it's happening right now. <laughs> Mistress wants some. It was just a lot of energy, you know, and you can get that energy from the person you're working on. Like, you can feel it, you know, coming back towards you, where some people just take it, but when you receive it back, that's really cool. Wow. And it doesn't have to be sexual, right? Like, I mean, there's a lot of sexual components. There's, I'm sure there's nudity, but like, it's not all about sex. Like BDSM isn't just about sex, right? There's, there's a lot more to it. Is that correct? Or am I, am I a dumbass? I'm a dumbass. I get it. Yes and no. I think most of the times it is about sex. Okay. Whether or not you actually have penetration or an orgasm, it is about sex. It's about your body and it's about your body feeling good. 
Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what, and yeah. Sorry, I'm asking dumb questions. I just uh, I, we want to be educated, and it's it, it was a. I don't think you were on the cruise with the panda, were you? There's a. Were no, you, I think that was 2018. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was a a, a a a dom and a sub, and he wore a panda head the whole time on the cruise. No one knew who he was, and you know people could write on him. He had to sit on the floor, and he he never took the the panda head off. It was it was an interesting dynamic. We wanted an interviewer, but it just you know you know how it goes. Of course. <laughs> Of course. So, so you've talked about meeting other like-minded, sexually open people online and on at, and at cruises. Um, have there been other resorts or fetish parties, et cetera, that you've gone to to meet like-minded people? It's a wasteland where we live. It really is. <laughs> so no clubs. <laughs> no clubs. And we've gone to... <laughs> we've gone to house parties and hotel oh, takeovers. Boy. There was one takeover we went to. It was at somebody's house and you had to get invited and you had to like go through the process to get vetted and everything. We went, oh, we got a thing. Oh, look at the time. We yeah. got to get out of here. Half oh, hour. No. They're breaking the sound barrier trying to get away from this place. <laughs> it's horrible. And, and, you know, good for them. Just not our type of people. Mm-hmm. I I didn't even want to take off my top. No. Was it someone, Was it anyone you knew or you just online posting? Online posting. We've gone to uh, hotel takeovers. Those have been um, okay-ish. Um, and then uh, we have traveled to uh, a couple of resorts. Uh, I don't want a couple. Yeah, two resorts. Um, I don't want to poop on any resorts. So I won't mention them. I'll just say that it was, uh, it was, it was not what we hoped. And uh, uh, you know, and okay. So the, the, and this sounds a bit, you know, coming out of us like this, like uh, oh, you know, we're we're not finding people who are good enough. Um, no, actually, there were people who were around that were definitely good enough. But a part of what we're also, you know, going through the process of, and I think every swinger goes through, is finding their swinger confidence. And, you know, just feeling like um, you are also good enough to approach the people that you find uh, attractive and alluring and so on and so forth. And, that, and that's an ongoing thing because, you know, it's it does feel a lot like it's uh, junior high all over again. In the, um, and it, it's just it's it's hard not to treat it like that. And it's not like that if you just form the right mindset. Yeah, there's going to be, you know, there, there will always be, you know, the pretty people and the mean girls. But I find that in your own mind, you're creating them rather than actually being there. And so being at war with your own self-confidence can get in the way of your having great experiences too. So I will take my share of responsibility over the past of going to different events and different things and not having the right mindset, not having the right social confidence, not having a lot of things uh, that probably would have allowed us to have a much better time had we uh, had a, a better perspective, a better feeling about ourselves. So what changed that increased your your swinger confidence? And, and because when we met you, you guys seemed very outgoing. And yeah, just curious how that change came about. Well, that's our curse. <laughs> because we come out as really outgoing and we'll talk to anybody. And, you know, we're, well, I think we're fun. But when it comes down to actually approaching people, it's scary as hell. And... You know, as a couple of teenage rejects, there's that switch in your brain that never really turned off. PTSD. So it's hard to quiet that voice. So we have been doing a lot of uh, a lot of self self care, I guess, and um, delving into what's stopping us, and more so him than me, because sometimes. 
you get a couple drinks of me, I'll talk to anybody. <laughs> you talk to us, so that's obvious. Yes. <laughs> but there is a difference in talking to somebody and transitioning confidently towards trying to move it towards a, a sexy circumstance or a sexy encounter. Um, you know, some friends, yeah. of, some friends of ours on the cruise, you know, they, they, they would come and say, God, you guys have got to getting laid like fucking right. crazy. And, and we're like, like, what are like you no, it's, about? it's day five of a six day cruise. We haven't touched anyone. Um, we're not quite sure what to do. Um, we've, we have been improving. We're getting better. Um, what have we done? Well, one is, uh, you know, I, I worked through some stuff from, you know, just from past experiences, which it, it's amazing how the, uh, when the voices of the shitty people in your past are silenced, how long you can keep those echoes going in your own head um, and you become your own worst enemy uh, saying you're not good enough or, or whatever. And so that's, 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 re that's really, really shitty. And so, um, you know, I did, I actually did a workbook for uh, complex PTSD, which is PTSD inflicted by a progressive long series of not necessarily traumatic events, but events that when added up in their sum uh, are quite bloody traumatic. Um, Look it up, CPTSD Handbook. It is amazing. Get it on Amazon. It's a fabulous workbook. It opened the door for me to start really taking myself seriously. Uh, and then I started um, using more podcasts. And so, you know, I learned about BDSM and the healthy aspects of it uh, and some others as well. But then I started looking up, you know, really what's going on. You know, I, I was dealing with some self-loathing and also um, social confidence. So I looked those up and I found a great one called the, uh, what's it, the Social Confidence Podcast. It is primarily um, aimed towards men, but really back off and look at it. Anyone can use this. And then, frankly, this is information that I wish uh, all of us would have had when we were teenagers because uh, I, I think many, great many of us would be carrying a far lighter um, burden of um, self-limitation if we uh, would have had the opportunity to look into this stuff. Uh, the perspectives and the information is, is really, really awesome. Uh, this podcast came as a evolution from the old-time pickup artist uh, there used to be a pickup artist community where it's like men with self-esteem issues would go through and they would learn all these techniques they think are going to get you know women to open it up to them. Uh, and then it was eventually concluded that it's pretty damn dysfunctional. And so then individuals who were um, disciples of these original pickup artists began to really look deeper into the psychology and look into you know the real reasons why men were having problems. And invariably it was because the problems really had men with themselves. Mm. And the the solution wasn't to try and find a, you know, a code to crack to get women to do what you want. Uh, no, it's to truly become your best self, love yourself. Uh, the problem is, you know, when people tell you that, you're like, well, where the hell do I start? Well, then, you know, it's like people kind of like their eyes glaze over and they look away because they don't have a good answer. Well, there are a lot of people who have been working on this and there's a community of people who have been working on this. And uh, so as far as, you know, overcoming some, some pretty nasty fang demons from my own past, um, with regard to making the most and getting the most out of the swinging adventure while I'm still young enough to enjoy it, uh, that I, I've had enough of this. I'm tired of not liking who I am. And at the same time, going to places and people saying, oh, yeah, you're, you're good looking and you're this. I used to clench every time people said I was good looking because I didn't believe them. I thought they were, you know, it's like it, it was it was like, you know, patting the special ed kid's head. You know, it's like, no, it wasn't that at all. I had continued the negative narrative well into my 40s that. You know, a lot of shitty people, you know, had started back when I was in single digits in my teens. And it's amazing how that's hard to break away from. And it impacted my swinging success and my swinging perspective. Uh, I had more than a couple very negative, you know, circumstances and meltdowns where I was way not like a, a triggered PTSD hole um, because things didn't seem to be working out. And I couldn't understand why. And I kept wondering what's wrong with me and et cetera. Uh, 
I know it's kind of a, a deep topic to get into, but I don't think I'm alone in uh, in handling this, and I think that there's a lot of it out there. Um, and and so I'm happy to share the resources. And you know, and am I the guy who's going to be able to walk into a room and, and pick out anyone I want and bang them? No, I don't think I'm there. Um, and, and you know, but but frankly, you know, I do want to be the person where, you know, just just to have the confidence to go. You know what? I'm I like me. I know people like me. I like people. And I'm good at sex, so you know, let, <laughs> can't verify that one. Let, let's find a way to meet in the middle, shall we? And so oh, uh, you got me in tears here, man. You know, I'm, you like less, less seriously. Like you're like, like this is everything you're saying is something that I need, and I'm so glad you brought all this up. We're actually taking notes on all the stuff you're talking about. Like this is something I need so much. Like whatever you think, you know, my confidence is or isn't. It's really sometimes it's a show. Yeah. Um, I think the reason we got together is because of the energy, like you talked about with the BDSM, you, you know, you kind of feed off each other. We always talk about the succubus. We love it. But this is, that, thank you for opening up. I know it cut you off, but I, I couldn't wait one more second because I'm almost in tears here. Well, I'm a little bit in tears, but that's okay. That, that was amazing. Thank you. I think it's good to share with people because we're, we don't, we can't say things so eloquently because we're, you know, we're silly. We're silly little podcasters, but that was, that's, that people need to hear that. And they need to know there's resources and we're taking notes and I'm definitely going to get that. Handbook. I need it because we can be a better person. We can be our better, our better selves. And even though we do this, you know, every now and again, I always dwell on it. Like I'll say, oh, I should have done this better. Or if we have an encounter with someone, I, I hold every single little thing in my head and I hate that I'm over it. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, you, now you're preaching to me. Yeah. <laughs> this is good therapy. I, we need to talk at least once a week. This is good therapy yeah. session. I overevaluate everything. I mean, I'm still stuck on some of the mistakes I made on the last cruise. Well, I'm back in high school. I remember that the layup I missed uh, in the district finals. I, mean, <laughs> I, I take oh, it way I back. It the free throw. <laughs> <laughs> no, I made the free throws. <laughs> I still talk about roller derby. <laughs> so it sticks with you it's that obsessive compulsive mindset i'm sorry did you want to wrap up anything i'm sorry i cut you off i just i couldn't i couldn't wait another second i love you guys so much that was that was really awesome well i was just gonna say i said i made some serious breakthroughs in the last cruise and then just as i was kind of I put a lot of pieces together, and we had a couple of great experience on the last cruise, which is fabulous. You know, I, I think we needed that just for our, our confidence. But you know, it, it'll be beautiful getting to a point where you don't need to have someone saying yes, I'll fuck you for you to feel like you're good. You feel good about yourself, right? And so we had some great experience on the last cruise, and then we're on the last day, and a lot of people are you know doing their last day type stuff, whether it's a frenzy to try and get laid or you know make keep contacts together, and we're just like, you know what, we're gonna do things. A little differently and we're just gonna be us and whose it, idea was it whose idea was that it was my brilliant <laughs> and seductive wives idea where we're gonna just gonna instead of like being constantly on the move and cruising like sharks and 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 making like it appear we're everywhere uh, we're gonna sit the hell still and see what happens and just enjoy being who we were and so we're on people the watch and people yeah. watch but so we sat down on the promenade, and I, and I know we ran into you at least once or twice. In fact, I know we ran into uh, yeah, the both of you at the pub. Mm-hmm. And this parade of gorgeous people, yeah. at one time or another, after they sit at the distance and finally had the courage to approach us, would come and say that they had been watching us all cruise and wish they would have talked to us earlier. And it was like one after another, including this really, really, really gorgeous uh, black girl with you know this gorgeous braided hair. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much the kind of girl you would just put your. I mouth was like, on where were you? Where were? 
And she stopped in and she just said a few things. She very, was so scared. She was, she was scared. like a, a shy little puppy. You know, she's like, oh, you're really pretty. And then she runs off. Like, wait. So, <laughs> so we're going to do things differently. We, I mean, we'd formed a better plan and formed our confidence. And then the fucking COVID-19 hits. <laughs> or I can start putting it into action. And I'm like, shit. I, you know, I'm like, I want to get good enough at this where I can start teaching it. But um, that's a whole nother matter. Uh, but, you know, it's just a, a deal or like, God, I, I had a breakthrough. I, I feel like I can really do this now. But it's, I'm not going to say, oh, you know, the universe is conspiring against me. A lot of other people have far worse issues. But it's just that kind of thing where I've spent a lot of time digesting a lot of what I've learned. And uh, yeah, I'll be ready by the time we can come back. And, um, you know, I'll continue to be me, but I'm going to be a, a, a different, more confident me as well. Because uh, I'm looking to really put that to, to use. Well, you both sound very wise, and so is there, <laughs> is there any advice you could offer to a newbie about starting off in a lifestyle, and what would that be? Hmm. Advice? Approach at least three couples, even if you're scared to do it. Or three, three people, depending on your situation, I guess. Yeah. Um, let's see. I heard a great piece of advice, which is always, always pursue someone you think is too hot for you. Because uh, anything less, you're shooting too low for yourself. Because <laughs> we like after we play with them, we're like, we thought you were out of our league. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? But um, yeah, they, that that just kind of dovetails off her uh, approaching people. But I mean, you know, it's just uh, I, I would say just kind of going what I had mentioned earlier at nauseum, unfortunately, <laughs> is is take some time. Also, if you're new to this, to really take some time to understand who who you are, whether or not you like yourself, and, and really look into concluding that you really do need to like yourself and present your best self that you know with regard to who you like and who you are. Uh, because you're going to be more genuine. You're not going to feel like you're putting on a mask for other people. If you like yourself and your best self, you're going to find that not only the experience is going to be better, but more importantly, you're going to be true to yourself. You're going to be true to your, to, you know, if you're you know a couple, you're going to be true to your mate. And it's going to be a lot more wholesome for both of you because you'll be taking joy in an experience where you're both on the same page, and you both and you also feel like you're doing this for for who you are as who you are rather than wearing pretending to be you know what you think they want you to be. It's always a terrible trap to just try to pretend to be what you think someone wants you to be. It's it's not satisfying. So I think that'd be my best advice. Is just uh, it's like the old Greek proverb, right? Is know thyself. Well, I'd add to that. Mm -hmm thyself and learn to love thyself. I live by in vito veritas. That's the only one I know. <laughs> and wine, wait, is that fucked you up? No, I wish. And wine, there is truth. <laughs> oh, God, you can find, you know, anybody on a cruise can find you too. All you have to listen for is that fucked you up. <laughs> we were so happy that you were on the cruise. We were worried you wouldn't be there. And then, you know, it's like, this is to show how far we came in the cruise. Because we didn't think anyone would have even noticed that we weren't on the la that we missed the cruise. That's you know, kind of you know how poorly we were thinking of ourselves. And then it's like you know people were coming out of the woodwork. Oh, you're here! You're here! You're here! And we're like, holy shit! They really like us. I think we really evaluate. <laughs> and then we saw you two, and you were so excited. We were like, we were almost in tears. Like, oh, we love those two. It's so great to see them, and they remembered us. Just shows that social intercourse isn't always what you think it is, right? <laughs> I like that social intercourse. <laughs> yeah, I mean the lifestyle is global, and but it's like when everybody comes together, it's it's this it's yeah, it's a little community, and it's a reunion every year. It's kind of amazing. Also, yeah.
One of our favorite things about it is, um, you know, I, I couldn't put up with that for probably more than eight to nine days at the most in one go. But, boy, you go three or four weeks without it after getting off the ship and you're, you're, you're really missing it. You know, it's just uh, once a year isn't enough, which is why we're going to start traveling more when the COVID situation ends out. And so um, maybe Fort Lauderdale. Hmm. Yeah, yes. you, you can leave the wasteland and come visit us. Bloody <laughs> well, right. So, um, so yeah, God, I hope that's been helpful. Uh, anything else that you would uh, like to ask us on this uh, 90 million degree day we've got going on? Uh, us too. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned some really great podcasts that we're going to check out. Is there any other blogs or authors or books or anything that you would recommend or that you're enjoying that that's helped you on your journey? Uh, a couple of them have been really good, and they are recommended to me by the uh, the resident um, pickup artist uh, on the cruise ship, or on, on the Bliss cruise. Uh, he's going to kick me because I forgot his damn name. I'm terrible with names. kind of like you know, I like making up names for people. That way, nicknames are easier to remember. A good one is um, Becoming an Imperfectionist, which is a fabulous guide to helping you overcome perfectionism and this idea that everything has to be just so in order to even start it. Uh, it really hammers home the idea that, you know, something is better than nothing and waiting for the perfect moment, you'll be waiting forever. It's a lot deeper than that. I strongly recommend that. It's a quick book. read. I'm the one that introduced you to that one, yes. too. Yeah, you are. Um, we listened to that together as a pot, as a audiobook. Mm -hmm. It was very, very good. So that's a good book. Uh, I will pull some links together and I'll send them to you for the different podcasts and things that I listen to. I think you'll find them pretty damn helpful. And if they can give some other people some confidence and some help, that'd be great. Um, wouldn't it be a great world if everyone on the cruise ship, you know, uh, or, you know, or more people at swinger events just had the self-confidence to like themselves and just approach and ask what they wanted. Um, it's amazing how often you get it, but it's so scary to look at, you know, to stare at it, you know, right between the eyes. And so, you know, it's what it is. It's ongoing. You know, I can't say that you know you overcome all your demons, but uh, you can certainly uh, start the process of doing so. And uh, you know, you know, we're we're in our forties, heading towards our fifties, and frankly, I want to be able to uh, get all the goodies that uh, mm -hmm. available in life while we can get them, because it, it, you know, this, your, your time of being youthful, no matter how much you work out, doesn't last forever. And so, I want to make sure I'm enjoying it to the fullest while I can. And uh, if I can share that with other people, I'll be glad to. I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly I'm so over dwelling on stuff. It's it's it, you know you, your mind can be doing so many better things, and I, I'm I'm gonna definitely check out some of the resources you mentioned because it sounds like it's helping a lot, and and you guys uh, just we, we love seeing you. This is a it, you know I feel like there's a new confidence, and I love it. It's it's great to see, and if we could share that with other people, I think uh, we yes. have succeeded in life. Rach, what do you think? Absolutely. Even if it doesn't like help very, me, very useful advice. <laughs> For, for us and for others. <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, we, we do this uh, just for fun. You know, we like, ch we love chatting with our friends. We love talking about our stories, but if we can actually help a person, like that's amazing. And I think this, this podcast might actually do that. We might actually be superstars after this. <laughs> Unlikely. I think we're actually going to hand the podcast over to you guys because you're way better than we are. So this is. <laughs> well, I want to know what's on your shirt there, Betty. What you got on your shirt? I'm trying to read it. Your hair's in the way. It says something about Satan though. I'm not like other girls. I'm Satan. Okay. <laughs> and Jimmy has an upside down pineapple. Yes, he does. <laughs> so, so yeah. Hooray. So, uh, thank you very much for, for interviewing us. Uh, this, this was a pleasure, and it gives us a little sample of lifestyle-ish type stuff that we've all been missing so much, but it makes it a lot better when it's someone that you're communicating with that's completely freaking awesome. So. Aww. 
Oh, thank you guys so much for your time and for your amazing answers and your advice. It's been, it's been such a joy chatting with you and see, seeing your faces. We miss you. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed hearing from two amazing friends of ours. Check the show notes for any resources mentioned in this show, because I know they talked about a lot of good stuff. Yes, they did. They are freaking awesome. If you'd like to reach out to us personally, feel free to do so. You can catch us sapphicswingers at gmail.com or hit us up on our website, sapphicswingers.blogspot.com. Talk to you soon. Bye, sexies.